Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Wednesday with the Word. I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, and today is the day that the Lord has made, and we should all be glad and rejoice in it. I know I am, and I hope that you are also. Wednesday with the Word family, have you not complaints about the things that are going on in this world? Do you not just wake up every morning and just wonder, Lord, When are you coming? Have you not prayed on your knees to to ask the Lord, you know, why must we endure the things that we endure? Why must we go through the things that we go through? You know, the Bible reads us better than we can read or understand or even know ourselves. The Bible that the the entire 66 books reads us better than we can read ourselves. You know, Solomon, who was king after his dad, David, has written in this book that nothing new is under the sun, that everything that we go through, this book has the not not the answer, but it has a way of helping us understand the problems that we have mainly because the Bible is alive. The Bible is a living and breathing organism that has been put together to help us make it through this wilderness that we are currently and presently uh, traveling through. You know, when I I say wilderness, you may think about the, the children of Israel who are in the wilderness. Well, from that time to this time, Have we made it to the promised land yet? Did they make it to the promised land? We know over in Joshua that, yes, they made it to the promised land that the Lord had promised the the, the Hebrews uh, through Moses. But we are still in the wilderness and the promised land that we're trying to get to is the promised land that Christ promised us. That if he go to prepare a place for us, that he will come again and take us to where he is. So that is the promised land that we're all trying to get to right now. Those who believe, those who follow, those who are of the way, those who are disciples, those who are called according to his according to his purpose. That is us. We are we are still in the wilderness, we're still journeying on. And it seems like sometimes the wicked seems to prosper. And it's it's wrong. But we also have to remember that this world is temporary. So the God of this world is going to provide for his children. The God of this world is going to prosper his children. But the God of this world cannot save his children. Do you understand what I'm saying Wednesday with the word family? You see, that brings me to a prophet named Habakkuk. Now, Habakkuk is what is considered a minor prophet because he is later on in the book of the prophets, but he is one of the minor prophets. I have no reason why they would separate a prophet, but he has a major complaint. His complaint is how long do we have to suffer and watch the wicked prosper through their perversion and violence? Guilty men 
with guilty hands, getting away with all types of sin and unrighteousness. Habakkuk wanted to know how long would he have to wait for the Lord to come and put an end to the iniquity and suffering at the hands of the of the wicked. And just like Habakkuk, some of us have prayed this prayer that, that of the suffering we face on an everyday basis, because every day we hear about a man-made virus. Every day we hear about a man-made vaccine. The world just seems to keep going more and more out of control. And in our complaint, it seems that sometimes the Lord is silent and he's silent for a reason. You know, I'd like to think that he's doing these things on purpose simply because there is a process that is happening to us. The Lord needs to know who belongs to him. He needs to know who believes in him. And he also wants to know who will call on him. You know, over in Luke, the 22nd chapter and 31st verse, it talks about Peter being sifted. You see, Jesus was about to go endure the painful marathon of being beaten and tortured and then hug up on the cross. And so Peter was told by Jesus that Satan had demanded to have him that he might sift him as wheat. You know, sort of to feel him out, to see if he is worth the calling that he says he has. But Jesus tells Peter something. He says, when you have come back, I need for you to strengthen your brothers. Meaning Peter was going to fail. Peter was going to fail miserably. But he, but Jesus wanted Peter to know that when you come back, strengthen your brothers. And you, do you know why Jesus knew he would come back? Because Jesus told Peter, I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. Now, Peter failed. Yes, he did, but his faith did not. Why? Because when he came back, what did he do? He strengthened the brothers. And if you remember in scripture, it was his faith that was rewarded by Christ when Jesus told him to feed his lamb, feed his sheep, feed his sheep, take care of his sheep. But, you know, in this day and time, we are all being sifted. Do you not realize that those who call on the name of the Lord are the ones who have been demanded by Satan that he might sift us all as wheat? But Christ has prayed for us. He has he, he prayed for us in the garden over in John 17, the high priestly prayer. And he is praying for us right now at the sitting at the right hand of the father, praying that our faith will not fail. Just like Habakkuk, he has a complaint, just like we have a complaint. But Jesus is at the right hand of the Father praying for us that our faith may not fail. You know, the Lord God, he came 
and he answered Habakkuk, you know, over in Habakkuk 1, verse 5, after Habakkuk laid out all of the things that he was going through in that, in that day and time, the Lord answered him. And the Lord told him these words in verse five. He says, look among the nations and see wonder and be astounded for I am doing a work in your days that you would not believe if told. Now, this is how it all plays out. If the Lord told us what he was doing in preparation to return to come and get us, we wouldn't believe him. We would not believe anything that he has to say. Why? Because we are human beings. We are, we are fleshly beings. We are driven by sin. We are, uh, we are chasers of lust. We are amused by unrighteousness. So anything that the Lord would tell us, we would dismiss as disbelief. And same goes for Habakkuk. He is the same person as then as we are now, fleshly, fallen, and sinners. That's who we are. We are fleshly fallen sinners. So anything that the Lord would have told Habakkuk then that he would tell us now, we would not believe. We would dismiss it. But what the Lord has done is he has. Now, this is this is where it lines up. It makes sense then to Habakkuk that it makes sense now to us. Listen to this. Verse six. For behold, I am raising up the Chaldeans that bitter and hasty nation who marched through the breath, breadth of the earth and seized dwellings, not their own. Doesn't that sound familiar about what's going on right now in the land of Afghanistan? Doesn't that sound familiar that, that all of a sudden the rising of these men, they have, they, they, they are bitter. They are haughty. They're a hasty nation. And they have come forth seizing buildings that they did not, that they do not own, taking seats that they were not elected to, but yet and still they are, they are marching forth. They are dreaded and fearsome. The Bible says their justice and dignity go forth from themselves, meaning they make up their own laws. You see the press conference uh, that they've had. They have said the things that they would do, that they would not hold back uh, uh, women uh, doing certain things. Um, they seem to be a little bit more more uh, peaceful in their ways. But you have. But remember this. These are men who've made up, who've made their own laws, who've taken buildings and palaces and castles and elected official governors houses sitting in the seats of elected officials that they were not elected to. So a lot of these words are just smoke and mirrors trying to put people's guard down simply because over in Habakkuk, again, the, 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 the weapons, the artillery, the, 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 Machines that the U.S. military has left behind, their horses are swifter than leopards. 
The horsemen press proudly on. The horsemen come from afar. They fly like an eagle, swift to devour. They come, They all come for violence. All their faces forward. They gather captives like sand. Are they not taking captives, holding people against their will? Are they not doing these things? I saw uh, like the rest of the world saw the plane uh, from the U.S. military taking off. And some people were apparently laughing and having a good time while other people were really trying to get out of there. In fact, they were trying to get out of there so bad that some people actually fell to their death because they held on to the plane for far too long as the plane was lifting off the ground. You see, these are the are the people that the Lord has raised up to bring uh, iniquity among the people on the earth. At kings, they scoff. And at rulers, they laugh. See, right now, they're laughing at everyone because they are the ones in the power. They are the ones that are on primetime news right now. They are doing the things that they want to happen. And these are the things that the Lord is allowing to happen because we are all being sifted. We're all being checked to find out who is on the Lord's side. They have, they laugh at every fortress. So every city they take over, every city that they command, it is a joke to them because they know that there is no one uh, that can stop them. They pile up earth and take it, taking over land, receiving help from other countries, gaining strength by the strength of other countries. Then they sweep by like wind and go on. Guilty men whose own might is their God. You see, they serve a God who wants nothing to do with them. So if they serve a God that wants nothing to do with them, what do you think they in them, they in their own God like mine want to do with the rest of the world? They want nothing to do with the rest of the world. They already have holding people captive. They're already challenging people for their faith. If you do not denounce your faith, you are, you are, you dead where you stand. But this is what the Lord has said. He has said that Satan has demanded that he might have us to be sifted as wheat. But he has prayed for us. You see, this isn't a Peter moment. We don't have the Peter like opportunity to where he's going to see or we're going to see the Messiah hours after being flogged and, and being beat upon all night long. We don't have that opportunity to 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 have a, a chance to 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 repent. Our opportunity is right now. Our opportunity is right now. And that opportunity is this. Stand on the word, on the belief, and on everything that you've been taught about the Lord. Stand on that. This is not a game. These people are not playing. We don't know how much of the world or parts of the world that they're in. But I can tell you this, there will come a day when we will be asked 
to denounce our faith because we are being sifted as wheat. And I want you to remember one thing. Wheat falls. The chaff is what blows away in the wind. If we are weak, we will stand on our belief that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. We will not be like the chaff, which is upheld by the wind and blown away. The Lord has made promises to never leave us nor forsake us, even will not leave us into the ends of the earth. But we are to go and baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them. We must continue to do what we have been instructed to do, even though we're being sifted as wheat. Our faithfulness is what will get us through. Not our faithfulness to the world, our faithfulness to Christ. It was he who came to the world not to destroy the world, but to come so that they who believe in him might be saved. For God so loved, so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever shall believe in him will have everlasting life. And I know I said that wrong. I mixed the words up, but that's where my heart is right now. This this is the final hours of the season of his return. And we're being sifted as wheat right now. So with your faithfulness in the Lord, I pray for you. I ask the Lord to be a hedge of protection around you. I ask that you will you will pray to strengthen our brothers and sisters throughout the world. Those that are in, in Afghanistan those who are in Paris, those who are in Australia. I ask that you pray for our brothers and sisters who are in New York, who are in Los Angeles, uh, California. You know, I ask that you pray for our brothers and sisters throughout the world because we are all being sifted as wheat. And eventually we will all have to make that decision. If we are going to forfeit and give up to the world or if we're going to stand on the promises of the Lord and be delivered into the Lord's hands. God bless you Wednesday with the word family. Uh, I appreciate this opportunity to come and just share this message with you. It's always a pleasure to be able to to come and, and share this message, the, these messages with you, because these messages aren't the messages that I want to to deliver. You have to understand I'm a sinner. You know, the, the messages that I want to deliver have nothing to do with this. I have nothing to do about this. But if I am in the Lord, I am not myself. I am him and he is in me. Therefore, I have given my life to the service of being a servant. And I'm going to continue to do so no matter what it costs me. Because as I've said before, there is not enough that this world can take from me to what the Lord has in store for me. And I pray for you and I, I ask that you pray for your brothers and sisters. As I pray for you, you pray for your brothers and sisters and join me in agreement with praying for all of our brothers and sisters in Christ. 
Well, Wednesday with the word, I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice saying thank you and look forward to doing traveling pulpit with you on Saturday, if the Lord so permits. And we will talk again then. I love you. Goodbye for now.